0: Hello. Hi there. Welcome to the Guiding Voice podcast series. The Guiding Voice for a Better Future. This podcast is to help professional students, IT employees and entrepreneurs to shape their careers. Dear listeners, in every episode, we interact with industry leaders, or experts or coaches or academicians across the globe to drive some insightful conversations that will help our audience learn great things. Also, we share an interesting trivia or fun fact about the IT world or technology towards the end. Thank you for tuning in. This is Naveen and with my co-host Sudhakar. So folks, one of the most resilient And most inspiring individual that I've come across so far is going to be our guest today. And we are going to talk about dealing with difficult situations. And I'm super happy that we are going to hear from a person who has already experienced many, many difficult situations in her life and has overcome them with positivity. And now being seen as a motivational speaker and inspiring many people around her. So we are pleased to welcome Santoshi to our show today. Santoshi Naropant
1: has been associated with the software industry since 2008 across engineering and management roles. She is a motivational speaker and a trained life coach. She likes blogging, doodling and music. Recently, Santoshi started a YouTube channel called You Truly Sad, where she addresses different topics from her observations and life lessons along with music and doodling tutorial. She has been featured in many local newspapers and magazines for her inspiring contributions to the society. Santoshi, welcome to our show.
2: Thank you so much, Naveen and Sudhakar, for making me part of this discussion and uh, having me on this show. Thank you.
1: Sure, let's get started, Santoshi. Can we talk about a bit about your career background and how you ended up with becoming a motivational speaker?
2: oh yes, I would love to share from where did my career start and how did I land being a motivational speaker. So I started my career in 2008 with SAP Labs Gurgaon as a software engineer after completion of my MCA. And then uh, later on, I joined NCR Corporation doing various roles, starting from software configuration engineer, and I was into the template management, which was a business analyst role. And then I was as a template manager. And then after that, I had to take a short break. And again, I restarted my career with CDK Global. So when I was on break, I had to re-engineer my thought process of using wheelchair so that I can get back to the mainstream career. While I was in this journey of self-transformation of not so dependent person to a wheelchair-bound person, That's where I had my calling as a motivational speaker. You know, when life tries to hammer you flat and you, against all odds, try to maintain that 3D image of yours and come out of it successfully, then you become a catalyst. And uh, that's how I have realized that I could be a potential motivational speaker, which my friends have figured out that I have that potential in me. And you know what? My first talk... Or the most challenging assignment as a motivational speaker was to talk to students of class 8 and 9 about their life goals, extricating their inner thoughts and choices and interpolating them to show the levels that they can attain, given they can work on it.
1: Wow. Interacting with class 8th and 9th students and talking about maintaining and managing the 3D image. Yeah. I don't envy your position, Satoshi. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: So it is very inspiring to see you coaching and inspiring people from different walks of life. You know, you talked about 8th class student all the way to corporates that you now interact with. What do you enjoy the most about these coaching conversations?
2: To be honest with you, Sudhakar, you know what, while I just mentioned, right, I had to take a break after I have resigned from NCR Corporation on medical grounds. So during that interim break, I did not want it to be idle because we all know, right, idle man's brain is a devil's workshop. So I thought, in fact, one of my aunts suggested me to go for a training on life coaching and as part of my assignments i did reach out to various people and interacting with the students was one such and from there i started getting opportunities to coach people or in fact i would say to help people in the inner circles the key aspect of coaching that has been taught to us was to ask right questions and when i was doing or asking the right questions it was somehow reflecting upon me you know when you ask a question those questions in certain topics it reflects upon us and thus giving an opportunity to introspect if you ask me what which aspect of coaching was the most which i enjoyed this was the one where i reflected and introspected on self while I was having the conversations. And if you ask me inspiring people, I really don't know if I inspire anyone or not, but I can definitely tell you from where did I get my inspiration. You know, when I look around people who are less privileged than what I have or have less luxury when compared with the luxuries that I'm blessed with, I definitely feel that point wherein the gratitude in me kicks up high And then I feel so much blessed and those people in turn inspire me and make me realize that what potential I do have and what materialistic, you know, logistics I'm blessed with and what wonders I can do with what I have. (laughs)
0: That's lovely. And you talked about the inspiration. And who is your inspiration in terms of being resilient and overcoming difficult challenges? And what do you like most about them? Because in your personal life, having seen you for the last few years, right? I always feel so proud about you and would like to share your learnings with our audience.
2: Thank you so much Naveen for your kind words while I was in a dilemma of using wheelchair after I have decided to start my mainstream career as a software engineer I was not so confident I was not in a state of acceptance because I was walking till then and from there I had to be On a wheelchair, sit on a wheelchair, physically dependent. I was not ready. While I was having conversations with one of my cousin about the situation and I really didn't want to sit at home. Then she told me about a lady. Her name is Deepa Narsingman. She's a product manager working with Cisco at that point of time. Where she is a SMA diagnosed person since her birth and she is completely wheelchair bound where she cannot even move her neck to the right or to the left but still she leads people of more than 100 under her team. So that kind of gave me, okay, so nothing has stopped. Life hasn't stopped here. Even if I'm in a wheelchair I can still work, I can still be part of the mainstream. And while I was in this journey, I also got to know about a person who met with an accident which made her permanently disabled just immediately after the school but now she's an entrepreneur. I mean people around us if they are making wonders in their life beyond their limitations then what is stopping me? That was an inspiration for me
0: amazing truly inspiring and i'm sure uh, many of our listeners will get inspired and motivated by all the wisdom that is being shared today and uh, continuing on this journey of dealing with these challenging situations and as i mentioned earlier on the personal front you have come across many difficult situations so how are you able to deal with them and stay positive
2: I will be lying if I said I was positive all the time, but what I did was I let the emotions flow. Sometimes we cannot. In fact, most of the times when we run into a situation where we are not sure of where the situations are unpredictable, where the situations are unexpected, we really don't know how to handle it. We either juggle upon it or we try to escape from it or on the first note, we don't even accept that it is a difficult situation which we cannot handle we go into a denier mode right okay this is not even a problem so i just run away so what i did was i let all the emotions flow i used to cry i used to take out those emotions and then after a time all the emotions will settle once the emotion settles then your brain actually starts working when you put your brain in the right direction Towards the solution mode, nothing, I mean, nothing is a rocket science in this world. So if you ask me, how did I overcame the difficult situations or as a tip or which I have followed is first, I acknowledge, accept and accept the situation is difficult. The moment I accept and acknowledge that the situation is difficult and then turn on my brain for a solution mode everything will fall in this place. As I read somewhere two days back that most of us, most of the humans go into a denier mode when the difficult situation happens to us. We either run away, either we do not acknowledge, or we just want to escape from that so that we feel that everything is fine. But no, the moment we run into a difficult situation, the first thing is to acknowledge, accept, and make your brain tune towards the solution mode. And we all know, right, experience is the best teacher if we are ready to learn. And that's how I went ahead. And uh, over the experience, I tried to handle the situation. In fact, any difficult situation that I ran
1: into. Wow, accept and acknowledge and look towards the solutions mode. Amazing summary, Santoshi. So now on the next topic, everyone thinks that the problems that they are facing are the biggest ones in the world, right? And they worry and think too much about it. What will be your advice, Satoshi, for those individuals to deal with the difficult situations that they are going through?
2: Uh, Let me give you a practical example. As you said, we all find Certain situations are the biggest one only for us. If I run into a problem, no, my problem is big. No one has ever came across this problem. Our brain stops working the moment we get into the problem. And definitely it will function in a way where it keeps us worried and makes us think too much about it. I'm not sure whether I'll be the right person to give advice, but I would definitely like to share what I do to deal with those difficult situations. As I said earlier, instead of going into a denial mode, Let us first accept it. In our software industry, if we are not ready to deliver the product on time and we have already promised the customer that no, this is the deadline they have given and we are ready to deliver that product that particular time. And for some reason, the team has shrunken, some unexpected situations, the code is not working, there are many errors. We run into so many problems all of a sudden, right? so most of the times what happens is we say no no it might work let us take a risk that is fine if we have a calculated risk but instead of that it is better to acknowledge that no we are not going to deliver the product on time let us have that communication with the customer on the first go it happens only when we acknowledge it instead of going into a denial mode and also when we think only our problem is very big one, it's better to compare with the ones who are less privileged or underprivileged than us. Let me give a practical example. And I have a question for both of you guys. Is it easy or difficult for you to scratch your head? Much easy. Right? Uh, how about you numbing?
0: <laughs> Depending on the context.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's a very straight question. Is it easy or tough to scratch your head?
0: It is easy. Very easy.
2: Absolutely. But it is tough for me that is a difficult, very big problem for me. Mm -hmm. So the difficult situations are very much subjective. We need to acknowledge it. The first step is to acknowledge and then think about what we could do about it. And then tune your brain into the steps of courses of action, which would help you to either come out of that difficult situation or work towards something which will help us not to go into that difficult situation again
1: santoshi changing the gears a bit here Uh you know talking about your youtube channel and the famous 21 day challenge what was your motivation behind that idea
2: this is an interesting question i have been asked about this 21 day challenge uh, by many people i'm very excited to share with you guys as well and to our audience so uh, we all know how 2020 was for every one of us in the world and uh, I started this challenge as part of the closure of 2020. I started on December 12, uh, 10th so that by the 21st day we will be on December 30th and then we had just one day for December uh, January 2021. So what made me to come up with this challenge was see as humans we run into many emotions say for example anger. Or sometimes we lose our confidence to present ourselves. Sometimes we don't know how to handle a situation. Sometimes we knowingly or unknowingly commit certain mistakes in a social life. So I have gathered 21 different topics which I'll be talking on 21 days each topic a day. And I'll be leaving the audience whoever are participating in that challenge introspect and think about what differently they are going to do from tomorrow if they are doing the same thing as in the past say for example today's topic is anger management and I would be sharing how I dealt with the anger issues and uh, which problems has caused me to you know be there in that uh, emotions and how did I overcome if I get angry tomorrow how differently I'm going to do with my anger and I would ask the audience to introspect. See, the best judge in the world is self. If collectively we work upon us individually, together we can make a better society. That was the driving factor which I wanted to come up with for the entire world so that we were heading towards 2021 at that point of time. As these are general topics, there is no hardcore rule that this challenge needs to be participated only till 2020. It is open. And if you are really interested you can start participating in that challenge for 21 days and why 21 days because we all know a fact right if you practice a thing for 21 to 28 days it eventually becomes a habit so that was the interesting thing which i wanted to include as part of this 21 days challenge
0: that's an amazing strategy and I'm sure it would have inspired many of your followers and uh, to all the TGV listeners out there please do visit Santoshi's channel it can be searched as yours truly san on YouTube and find out this 21 day challenge and be part of it you never know your life might change from there on so Santoshi how do you keep yourself motivated
2: That's and a very interesting question, uh, Navi. To be honest, I do not do anything explicitly, but I do observe people around me. So there is a gut feeling inside me. I don't know how does this mechanism works, but if I'm going off the track and if I think that I'm going or deviated from the main track or I'm demotivated, depressed or deprived of the emotions, I just acknowledge and give some space and do observe the people around me i truly believe the world is magical and i truly believe people around us if we are ready to draw inspiration every individual is an inspiring person and once i settle with my thoughts when i'm distracted and deviated i take one step at a time When, to be honest when i was demotivated and depressed I did listen to many stories of uh, Mr. Rangarajan, T.T. Rangarajan, Mahathriyara. You might have heard about him. So there are many life lessons which you can get inspired from. Those videos, those YouTube videos have uh, really helped me. And uh, there is no need to be an uh, intrinsic motivation. If, if you think that you do not have that intrinsic motivation, that's okay to listen to the audiobooks or listen to the videos that you think will help you or reading to the books would definitely help anyone who feels they are demotivated or distracted
0: Super, uh, loving the conversation so <laughs> I would like to ask more and more questions but in the interest of time probably I will go with one final question for this session mm-hmm. what will be your one piece of advice to those planning to make big in the, either in their life or career
2: Hi, that's really again an interesting question. I just love the questions. It is making me to think uh, in a different dimension. Uh, Thank you so much for them. And I, again, I do not think that I can give advices, but I would like to share my life-changing thoughts with you all. Guys, life is exciting and you know what? Secret weapon of our life are our thoughts. If you change your thoughts, you can change your life. And if you truly believe in your gut feeling or intuition, that's okay to take a calculated risk and just go for it eventually the fruits of it will make you what you want to be whether that's big in your career on your life but at the same time do not be too much harsh on yourself while you're trying to achieve what you want to achieve be kind just try it out do not regret and take a calculated risk yeah
1: Be open, be kind and try it out. Yes. Amazing, Santoshi. It was great to talk to you about dealing with the difficult situations. And we really appreciate having the candid conversation with some of the examples from your own life. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm sure our audience are going to enjoy today's podcast
0: episode.
2: Pleasure is all mine. Thank you for having me on the show. Thanks, Naveen. And thanks, Sudhakar.
0: All right. So you're very welcome, Santoshi. And keep inspiring and motivating the people who need that because it is essential to spread the positivity. And I'm glad that one of our friends is doing that. Thank you. Dear listeners,
1: to know more about our speaker and the content, Refer to the show notes and visit our followers on social media. We are available on LinkedIn, Facebook, Insta, Twitter, Pinterest, and also on YouTube. Just search for The Guiding Voice and then follow, like, subscribe to us, and also share within your network. In addition, please feel free to email us at The Guiding Voice for you. That is T H E G U I D I N G V O I C E. 4 as a digit, U as a letter at gmail.com or WhatsApp us on India number nine four nine four five eight that is India number nine four nine four five eight seven one eight seven. 187 and we will be happy to collaborate with you.
0: Hey Sudhakar, can you talk about the exciting opportunity of featuring our audience on this show?
1: Sure Naveen. So guys, off late, We have been receiving a lot of career guidance-related questions from our regular listeners through YouTube, LinkedIn comments, WhatsApp, and email, and we are responding to them on a one-on-one basis. Now, we are pleased to open up a new mode of interacting with you all while providing a chance to broadcast yourself. If you have any questions related to education, career guidance, or a specific IT function, just send your voice message through speakpipe.com slash the guiding voice. We will play your question in your own voice along with the answer either from us or our expert panel in our future episodes. Hope you will utilize this wonderful opportunity.
0: All right, so it brings us to the trivia segment of today's episode. And folks, today's trivia is about dirty dozen. You may be wondering what is this dirty dozen all about. And here comes the question. Do you know in the computing history who were called as the dirty dozen. All right, so start thinking, but let me reveal the answer. The engineers who created the first ever IBM PC were regarded as dirty dozen. And you know, one interesting thing about the first IBM PC the configuration which IBM first PC had, in case if I share the configuration, all of you will be super surprised because it is probably 1 by 100th or 1 by 1000th of what the smartphone that you're holding in your hand is about. So here comes the configuration. It ran on a 4.77 megahertz Intel 8088 processor and it just had 16 KB of Main memory, which is roughly equivalent to probably a few text messages, not even a picture, and it was expandable up to 256 kilobytes and one or two 160 KB floppy disk drives. And an optional color monitor. And all for a starting price of about $1565. I repeat, it is $1565, right? So, which is quite expensive. And if you translate that into Indian currency, what would it be? It would be close to 1 lakh rupees. But within 1 lakh rupees today, you get a much, much superior configuration of the personal computer. But since it was the first ever IBM PC that was regarded as the highest configuration because something is better than nothing at that point in time. Interesting, isn't it? Thank you for listening. There is more in store, folks. Stay tuned. Take care. Be safe. Until next time. Bye bye. And we are signing off.